Hey out there to all people and cheesy game show hosts. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that probably can't defuse a bomb or perform advanced brain surgery, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. I also can't ice skate. All right, good to I know. I'll add it to the time. list. Didn't work. I have a list of things you can't do. All of my weaknesses. Very long. <laughs> I will use that someday for okay. something. Yeah, go for it. But enough about you, Cortland. You're boring. I know. Today, we have a very special guest. For the first time officially, but, you know, (laughs) not unofficially. Yeah. We have Kim here with us. Hey, thank you, Brandon, for that marvelous introduction. It's like it's from Hocus Pocus. Oh my god, honey. Never mind, you're off. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing swell. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, Excited to be here good. for officially the first time. Yeah, you've made your appearance a couple of times. Like that one time <laughs> I yelled and asked you who Susan Sarandon was. And hey, that one... honey! Honey! What's the difference between Susan Sarandon and Saran Rap or something? I don't Sigourney remember. Weaver? Sigour... The no. <laughs> They're different people, Courtney. I know who Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is. Anyway, <laughs> and then that one time, you know, our son broke the broke the window and you were in the background oh, saying, Oh, my... Sweet merciful Christ! <laughs> I remember that part too. Hey, I didn't swear. I didn't say he did. Not after Cortland was done editing it. He got rid of all, all the the horrible things that can't be repeated. Considering <laughs> what had happened, I think I handled it pretty well. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what happened until after. And then I was like, oh, wow. Oh, me neither, man. I, I thought maybe know. she spilled a drink. I hoped. (laughs) I had hoped. (laughs) If only. Oh, so how how are both of you doing? I'm going to ask you together. How just how are you doing in general over there in America? It's been a week, man. It's been a week. Yeah. Yeah. The weather wise, like it was super hot over the weekend, and then it got super cold. Stupid. Uh. So anyway, funny thing happened this week, though. I will say. We have squirrels in our neighborhood, as does everybody in the fucking world. But we have this oh, crazy not here, squirrel. Okay. You don't have squirrels? What? No, no squirrels. Whatever. I'm sure. Just you not do. in your not in your area, or just not. No, in squirrels Australia. are just not poisonous enough for Australia. <laughs> I couldn't oh. make it. Oh, survival well, of the fittest. Anyway, you remember squirrels, right? So we had one of those in our yard. Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> and this squirrel, I think it was a like a little baby-ish kind of squirrel. Yeah. Anyway, Lance has this project where he has to like grow this caterpillar that's full of dirt and it's going to grow grass out of it. And uh this motherfucking squirrel just destroyed this caterpillar. So now Lance's Aww. school project is ruined and it had googly eyes on it and there's now just this pile of dirt and remains and googly eyes and it's disgusting. What, what did that squirrel want with that caterpillar? I don't know. The squirrel there ain't nuts in that thing. <laughs> the squirrel was crazy though. Like earlier this week, oh, I was yeah, making some evidence. toast, and it was like playing with a stick. Like it was like wrestling a stick and tackling it and rolling around in the grass with it. It was hilarious, and it was doing it long enough for me to go back out into the li- like watch it for a couple minutes and laugh at it. Go back out into the living room, get my phone so I could record it for a minute, and it was still doing it. It was and, like a dog. Yeah, right. and then like five minutes later, it was over in the grass and like the dirt, and it was rolling around and jumping around and flopping its tail and jumping up in, wow. in the air. It was crazy. It was so it was hilarious and adorable until it assaulted and murdered Lance's project, leaving yeah. 
it completely unrecognizable except for the googly eyes. <laughs> that was all that's left. Yeah. It's just Aww. a pile of dirt. <laughs> a pile of dirt and googly eyes. Oh, and we were supposed Disgusting. to take it on an adventure so that Lance could write a story about it. Like we were supposed to take it for a car ride and like go get an ice cream cone or yeah. something. Well, honestly, this is probably a better story anyway. Yeah, it's a heck of an adventure, if uh, I do say <laughs> <Yeah>. so myself. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I doubt any of the other ones got murdered, like, viciously. <laughs> uh, what so... about you, Brandon? How about your week? I don't know. It's getting cold here. It's all right. Oh, whatever. It's getting, like, what, 60 degrees? Oh, no. Yeah, it's like 60. I bought a new laptop. Get the fuck out. Yeah, it hasn't arrived it right here yet. Oh, no. okay. I bought it online, which means I have that... That period of time where I'm just anxious every day that the the driver is just gonna like throw it or just not deliver it and be throw like, yeah, it, I delivered it. Steal it. It'll get rained on. Well, a dog will eat somebody just, on the way in. Yeah, I was gonna say you got that crazy dog that. Oh, I had an Amazon. <laughs> we had a delivery today, and I'm pretty sure it was the same driver because he was like, "Oh, is your dog put away?" Did you tell him, shut up, sir. Give me my fucking well, package. I ain't got no goddamn dog. <laughs> so now we're just God. the people with dogs. Like That's it's on ridiculous. our file. Our permanent record. <laughs> You're got vicious dogs flagged. here. Have you considered not having a dog, Brandon? No, I can't live without my puppers. I know. You're such a little puppy daddy or I don't know. Alright. <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta move on. <laughs> That's how we usually segue. <laughs> okay. Something um, awkward. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let's talk about something less awkward. This episode of Goosebumps. Yeah. So today we're talking about the episode Click. Mm-hmm. And Kim, I'm gonna ask you first, as the special guest, how did you feel about this episode? Uh I feel like it's kind of referring to something bigger, like Ooh. drugs. Wow. But, well, I was not pregnant to write this one, but... <laughs> but uh, I thought it was okay. It was kind of boring, but, you know, those make the best podcast episodes, so... Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they can. <laughs> I thought it was alright. It wasn't scary, like, yeah. at all, which is a... Oh. No. Something Goosebumps usually has going for it. Well, it tries, but when like when was the last like really scary episode, Cortland? Uh, did you see those hair eyeballs and teeth from My Best Friend is Invisible? <sighs> I don't know if I'd say they're scary, but there's something I can't forget. Yeah. I see it when I'm trying to sleep. I just watched <laughs> the episode again not too long ago, the music and just that scene. It's not scary, I guess, but it's probably the closest <laughs> thing to scary. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. So, Cortland, what did you think of this episode? Well, after getting off of the ride that was Don't Fall Asleep or whatever, uh, Hmm. you know, it's not as good as that, but I liked some of it. I mean, if you boil this episode down, it's basically just a don't do drugs PSA, and then we also get to watch a kid sit on the couch for about 15 minutes. (laughs) So. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. That's basically the episode. You're not wrong. And uh, I'm going to say that Adam Sandler definitely saw this episode and was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, he was like, how I'm, can I make this? I'm going to make my own anti-drug <laughs> PSA. And he went but and he did Fonzie. it. Yeah. Never seen Click, uh, the Adam Sandler episode of Goosebumps, but I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I did. 
to compare. Have you never seen that movie? No, I've never seen Click. Okay. Well, I'm sure I it's mean, the same thing, right? Yeah, like we can't not talk about that because it's well, like the I same concept. Never seen it. Well, you're going to fine, because fine. It's a movie about a guy who gets a remote that like controls life and shit. And true story, like yeah. I was I wouldn't say a huge Adam Sandler fan, but like I I looked forward to watching each one of his movies. Click is the movie that I watched and I was like, all right, I'm fucking done with Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I didn't watch any movies after that. Oh, wow. I don't remember in what Adam, the timeline of Adam Sandler movies coming out. Big Daddy and Billy Madison and, you know, Happy Gilmore. When did yeah. Click come out? Early 2000s-ish, right? 2004? Oh, so I'm, I'm going to say it was like 2006. That's my guess. I don't know. Okay. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. No, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. Let's just um, talk, let's just fucking talk about this silly episode. Fine, fine. Let's watch we'll talk about child. click. <laughs> Sit on a couch. Instead of click. What did you just say? <laughs> We're gonna talk about click instead of click. Oh, okay. I thought you said something else that was dirtier, and I don't. Okay. Said what it. did you think I said? I thought I you said click. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> oh brother. So anyway, we're going to be talking about which one? Click now with this kid or... Okay. No, we're talking about the Goosebumps episode, Click. Okay. So, the episode begins on a warm, sunny day in a quiet suburban neighborhood. How unique. <laughs> hey, it's either this or like a house at night with lightning. Well, does the kid have a mansion though? Mm, he kind of doesn't. It's an, it's an okay house. It's an average but... size house for the once in this fucking show's history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, a song that sounds like a mix between the Fresh Prince theme song and Pee-wee's Playhouse starts playing as a young boy races home on his bike before throwing it to the ground and running for the mailbox. <laughs> Brandon, can I stop you for a second? Sure. I know we don't talk about kids until, or like actors and stuff until the end. Is this Skipper from Attack of the Mutant? This is Skipper, Cortland. Alright, okay. I knew and, it. Uh, just, I didn't look it up, but I had to verify. I thought he looked familiar. I gotta say, it, it colored my perception of this episode while I was watching it. I know. It might have been better than I give it credit for, but I was just like, fucking Skipper, I hate this kid. And the, your, the episode was ruined for you in the first, like, 50 seconds. Yeah, as <laughs> soon kinda. as the... Dun, 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 dun. Like that was all done. You were like, I was oh like, boy, this episode's oh gonna be great. And then, boom. And then Skipper, Skipper whips his bike to the ground, and you're like, oh. Ah. Yeah. The boy takes a big package out of the mailbox as the front door opens, and a young girl, who clearly dressed herself, tells the boy that he's going to get in trouble if he keeps ordering things from that magazine. All right. The boy, whose name is Seth, tells his sister, Jamie, that he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do with his own money. And he's sick of people trying to tell him what to do. Ain't nobody the boss of him. His own money. <laughs> yes, this is the beginning of Blank Check again, Cortland. I love it. Blank See, the beginning of Blank Check is just a timeless classic that anybody can relate to, so it's the perfect introduction to every episode. <laughs> yeah. Little kid just wants... His own money. To be yeah. more grown up, have more responsibilities, and to have his own go-kart... He wants, Track, he wants his geez. own he wants his own television remote. I mean Is that such a big so deal? So relatable, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this kid is aiming high. That's his 
ambition in life. Can we just talk about the fact that he ordered a TV remote? What kind of... I mean, he's probably like, what, like 14, 15, maybe? Something like that, yeah. Why does he need this TV remote? If the beginning of this episode would have been him, like, searching for the TV remote and being like, I can't fucking find it. And then he ordered it, I'd be like, oh, okay. But no, he just orders an extra TV remote. I bet his sister likes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and she just gets that shit all in the buttons. Do you think she gets it in the VCR, too? Uh, Yeah, up next, that's the next thing on his list is a VCR VCR. specifically for him. (laughs) Well, little does he know, DVDs are right around the corner. Yeah, don't waste your money. Inside the house, Seth removes the tiny little string wrapped around the box (laughs) and reads the packaging. It's a universal remote that promises to offer ultimate control. And I just love the packaging on this remote. It is so, like, flamboyantly neon and 90s. It's really pretty. It's amazing. Like, if I saw that in a store, I would buy it. I'd buy it and then... After I bought it, I'd be like, all right, so what is this? Step <laughs> one, cool. buy the remote. Step two, rule the world. Oh, I mean, spoilers. Yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody like flipping through a magazine and then seeing an ad for universal remote control no, and being like, not at all. getting on the landline phone to call up and be like, yes, I'll pay shipping and handling. Like, no. 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 It was probably so expensive for shipping and handling, too. Yes. Six easy payments of sixty nine ninety five. <laughs> $14 shipping and handling. It doesn't come in, like, dis- <laughs> discreet packaging or anything. No. Everybody knows he is getting this no, top of the right? line. Yeah, this is something you want control. the neighbors to see. <laughs> yeah. And be like, oh, shit, he got the remote. Looks like it's got glow-in-the-dark buttons and everything. <laughs> when you open it up in the packaging, there's, like, a fucking meteorite pieces yeah. that the remote is laying on top of. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't fucking... Inside the box is an instruction manual, which he quickly tosses to the side. Then he grabs the controller itself from, like what you said, it's like a blue meteorite squid tentacle thing. I don't know what it is. (laughs) It's not explained. I thought maybe it would be, but no. Nothing's explained. That's just how it comes. Actually, now that I think about it, really nothing is explained in this episode, is it? No. No. They like whisper at hints of maybe trying to explain something, and then they're like, nah, never mind. Yeah. And you don't really need it in anything explained because it's all it just doesn't matter to the story. Seth points the remote at his TV and with the press of a button and without even programming the thing or anything, the TV turns on. That's not how universal remotes work, but (laughs) that's how this one does. I guess. Yeah, it's magic. Then he points it at his sound system and presses a button and that turns on, too. He flips through a few radio stations before switching his attention back to the TV, where a sort of double dare looking game show is on. So every time he pushes a button on this remote to like activate it on a thing, it makes the sound and that sound plays like a hundred times in this episode. And And I don't like it. No, me neither. And the TV show that he watches. Yeah, you're like, it looks like kind of like double dare meets like um, the price is right a little bit or something. It's the only show that's on, like, ever. It's the only show he watches. He bought this remote specifically to turn the TV on to watch this show. Yes, he did. It's stupid. But whatever. You know what? It's 90s. There's not a lot to do. He's got Nintendo 64 or Double Dare. His life. (laughs) Price is right. But the TV show is interrupted by static. And then a man sitting in a lounge fades into view. 
It says... We interrupt this program to bring you this important message from Armchair Electronics. The man, wearing a bright red sports jacket, says... Hello, I'm Tony Walton, the president of Armchair Electronics. Congratulations on your purchase of the Verona XG20 Universal Remote Control. For your own safety, please follow all instructions and warnings carefully. But and we're not going to tell you what those are. Nope. Um, no. Got to say, I like the part where he lovingly caresses the remote uh, <laughs> as he's talking. Really great yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's like Dr. Evil with his cat. I've never seen Twilight Zone, but is this like a Twilight Zone-esque episode where there's like that heavy moral and you're warned, but you just ignore it? This feels like Twilight Zone to me. Am I wrong? I don't. I mean, no. Okay. That's... that's Surely in some Twilight Zone episodes, it's also like Click. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The image fades back into the game show that Seth was watching before, and he shrugs off that whole business with the person talking directly to him and stuff. And just then, Jamie walks into the room and starts loudly tap dancing. When he shrugs, he doesn't shrug with his shoulders, though. He just shrugs with his lips. (laughs) (laughs) He does a lot of lip acting, yes. Uh Uh-huh. And he, like, looks at the remote like, huh, yeah, I have that same remote. Look at that. (laughs) He's an idiot. What a coincidence. Seth turns the TV up to drown out the sound of the tap dancing, but Jamie just taps louder. Then the dog starts barking, and it is chaos in that house. With tap dancing, like, yeah, you can, like, smack your feet on the floor harder, but how can you tap dance louder? Isn't there only, like, am I wrong? I think it's only loud. Yeah, there's only one volume for Well, there's dancing. loud and louder. Okay. You can you can go louder, but How? there's no quiet. Have you ever tap danced, Brandon? I've seen tap dancing. Have you in real life, though? Yes. <gasps> oh, he's a tap he, dancing master, honey. Honey, he is worldly. <laughs> he is out there living life. I guess so. He's like, fuck squirrels. Now I know all about tap dancing. <laughs> yeah, I know things, Cortland. All right, all right, never mind. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> interrupt your divine All judgment. our tap dancing fans are screaming at the podcast now. The only thing I know about tap dancing is that Stephanie Tanner did it for a little bit in Full House. That's literally it, like, honestly. Well, that's where I get all my tap dance knowledge, so you know as much as I do. <laughs> oh. You fraud! <laughs> yeah, I'd be going there. Well, we can add this Goosebumps episode into our repertoire of tap dancing. There we go. All right. Seth tells Jamie to buzz off, but Jamie says no. She's got to practice. Seth keeps turning the TV volume up somehow. It was already up. And he just keeps doing that. Until Mom yells from the other room to let Jamie practice. In his frustration, Seth points the remote at his sister and the barking dog and presses a button. And the two freeze instantly. What a boring interaction for a moment there. Yeah. I mean... It's just building the tension. It's just this the kid... The TV, the tap dancing, the TV, the tap dancing. Yeah, well, it's just this kid on the couch, like, getting a little frustrated. He's a mile away from the TV, so he probably can't hear it anyway. Well, it's a small-ass TV, too. <laughs> it <laughs> is. <laughs> and the kid and the dog are just, like, living life, trying to, like, become famous by tap dancing and doing tricks and stuff. And it's just... Switches back and forth to him getting, like, a little bit frustrated and is, I don't know. It's dumb. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. He needs to hear his game show. Like, the dialogue is the best part of any game show. He could turn on closed captioning. 
Well, then he got to read it, and he's a mile away from a small oh, STV. That's true. He probably doesn't. <laughs> and also, he classes. doesn't look like he can read. <laughs> <laughs> he does like comic books, though. So not in this iteration of his existence. <laughs> Yes. This is the multiverse where he's illiterate. <laughs> it takes Seth a few seconds to notice that Jamie's frozen, but then he's like, Jamie? Bugsy? It takes him a few seconds for them to notice they're frozen in time. Yes. <laughs> the dog's just standing on two feet, and he's like, oh. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I gotta say, Brian, what did you think about like the frozen in time effect that they use? Um... So it seemed like sometimes it was like kind of they just froze the picture and sometimes it was definitely people just standing still. I thought that too. I'm an idiot. I thought they got like different angles of the frozen picture for me to like see. Um, I didn't think they did a terrible job with it. Definitely better than in, well, not they've done this before, but definitely better than the, the CG work and stuff from My Best Friend's Invisible. Oh, hell yeah. There's one part specifically in this episode where, like, Seth walks past Jamie while she's frozen, and, like, him walking past, like, creates a wind vortex that, like, shakes her. (laughs) And she, like, almost takes a step forward, but stops. So, Seth gets off the couch to examine his blurry, frozen sister and says, No way. Because at this point, I think it is some kind of effect where it's like he's green screened behind her. Yeah, I think you're right. So she's definitely not right in front of him. Yeah. Then the TV flashes static again and that Tony guy's back on the screen. He says to the viewer, always remember to keep the universal remote away from children. Then he leans creepily close to the camera and says, it's not a toy. With a quick smirk, Tony is gone again. And Seth just stares at the remote in shock and licks his lips. There's this thing that this actor has under his eye. It's just like this constant sweat drop um, under his eyelid. Pretty sure it's prevalent throughout the entire episode. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) The more you know. We cut to break, and when we come back, Seth is snapping his fingers at his sister over and over again and saying, Jamie! Jamie. Jamie? And he does. He says Jamie, not Jamie. Well, that's okay, because for the first half of the episode, I thought his name was Zach, based on what Jamie said. So, they both suck. And you know, (laughs) snapping your fingers in somebody's face is a really good way to get them to do something. Yeah, to quit being stuck in time. Yeah. That's what everybody does in front of the Royal Guards, I assume, right? They're basically stuck in time. And then they just start walking, sashaying down the street. Yeah. Yeah, Like, thank you. I've been there for years. (laughs) All I needed was somebody to snap in my face. The queen trapped me in time. (laughs) She had this remote control. (laughs) I wouldn't let her watch her game show. (laughs) When the snapping in her face doesn't work, Seth sits back on the couch. He gets the idea to try the remote again and presses a button. And when he does, Jamie and Bugsy start moving and dancing and barking again. Seth looks at the remote with his mouth wide open for like five seconds. Well, he does that in all of the episode anyway. With his, his mouth is pretty regularly just open. Yeah. <sighs> this kid. Later in his room, Seth decides to start experimenting with his new gadget. Yeah. He points the remote towards the aquarium, 
and options such as contrast, brightness, and tint appear. I haven't used those options in forever. But if you had goldfish in a tank and you had a remote control, you would totally do it. Yeah, I would. I I like this part. I think it's cute. I think it's cool. Seth starts messing with the settings, changing the color of the goldfish in his tank. The camera closes in on his face, and he says, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he does. Like, who who is that tint option for? Is it for colorblind people or something? Because I can't imagine why you would just be like, Yeah, I'm going to make people's skin purple. Um, I think so, but um, I don't know. Because I used to have an old TV that had, like, tint options and stuff, and I'd mess with them when I was a little asshole kid. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They never did so anything just, worth it. Just like for just, assholes. Yeah, you just keep it in the middle. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is colorblind stuff. I don't know. Honey? Uh, maybe. You're not colorblind, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why else it would be give us the perspective there. of colorblind people? Yeah. I don't know. Remember we had that one TV where everything was just turning yellow as the TV was slowly dying? Yeah. Maybe oh, we could have adjusted do. that. It's like they all had jaundice okay. or something. Yeah, they did. Everything... I remember. I think we were watching like... Um, Celebrity Apprentice or something, and Donald Trump was on the screen when we realized that it was all turning yellow. Oh right? no, maybe we're the ones that made him just turn orange <gasps> in real life. Wow. I know. You guys have this remote? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, we gotta find that thing. That was years ago. <laughs> but then you'd watch The Simpsons and be like, I don't know, this just feels right. Yeah, it's something, right? something about this. <laughs> Our power of the remote can only put yellow on things, so it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Seth walks outside and sees a neighbor mowing his lawn. He looks at the remote and presses the volume button. The volume bar that appears in real life goes all the way down, and the sound goes mostly down, but like you can still hear it in the background. Yeah, but the guy that's mowing the lawn doesn't even notice that he is now silent. I think that would be no. the first thing that I would notice. Which is weird, because like the, the changes that you make with this remote aren't just apparent to the person holding the remote. Like, he's changing existence. So that lawnmower just went like, and the guy's just like, yep, cool. Just gonna keep going. It didn't even almost run out of gas or anything. He's just. I like, mean, that's what I would think if the sound was going away. Gotta get right. this fucking lawn cut in this Canadian heat. <laughs> he only has one week to cut that lawn until it's fucking, you know, frigid temperatures again, so. Then Seth turns the lawnmower volume back up for some reason and turns his attention to a paperboy on his bike. The paperboy throws the paper in the grass, and Seth presses the rewind button. The paperboy moves backwards, but a car in the background keeps moving normally, which really I like think is that. a cool little detail. <laughs> was, I thought that, like, it's so simple, but it, it's so good. Yeah. I wonder how they got that. Like, did they, is it CG effects or did they have the car drive in reverse when they did the Yeah, the car definitely was driving in reverse. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's cool that somebody thought to do that because it sells the shot. Yeah, agreed. Seth makes that poor paper boy go back and forth a few more times before mercifully releasing him. But the paper boy doesn't even react. Like, I (laughs) would be like, what is going on? I'd be really upset about being vaulted forward and backwards in time for a moment but and not catching, the paper boy catching and throwing for like a few seconds throwing. you would be like well this is my life now like i'm just throwing this paper forever stuck in an endless loop of paper throwing but he doesn't question it so it's fine 
No, he doesn't. No one questions anything, really. Nah, questions Seth, lo- <laughs> Seth again looks at the remote and says, Cool. God, shut up, kid. <laughs> now, Seth walks up to the paper lying in the grass and presses some button, and it makes the newspaper jump ten feet in the air and land in his hands. Seth looks at the remote and says, Cool, eject. Everything's really cool, Brandon. You had to be there. <laughs> his only dialogue for like three minutes in this episode is just cool. We're six minutes in and cool. that's all it's been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. It is pretty cool. Like, I understand why pause pauses things and turning the volume down turns the volume down. But why does eject? You mean, why does things... it? Why does it violently shoot things around and like? Yeah, it's like force push yeah well when you hit eject on a remote and it ejects it out of a vcr it like lovingly like spits it out a little bit really slowly you know, yeah not shooting it just 10 like... feet across the yeah. there's at least some mechanisms in the vcr that are going to push it the grass ain't gonna do nothing like that oh yeah. so you're saying that the vcrs are our savior when it comes to the eject button it's preventing us from seeing the damages and horrifying nature of pushing the eject button in the first place. Uh, I'm saying that I think the remote control was controlling the worms under the grass. Oh. And the worms mm-hmm. helped eject the paper into the air from the grass. All right. Okay. I buy it. <laughs> the phone rings inside the house. And even though Seth's outside and she's in the house, mom yells, Seth, can you get that? At this point in the story, I thought for sure mom and dad were going to be just like voices. Same. Seth goes inside and picks up the phone, and we hear the voice of Tony, who tells whoever it may concern that the universal remote control must be used carefully and with moderation. Oh no! He's then the call, call hangs from up. The phone police. Essentially, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If this is a a don't do drugs tale, like this part, mm-hmm. like hey, use drugs with moderation. Like that doesn't. That part doesn't drive. Well, that's because he's the dealer. He wants to keep the kids addicted to the drugs. But not too addicted? Yeah. Well, that's how you keep them coming back. You give them a taste. Kim would know. What? All right. (laughs) I only know about tap dancing, but you guys... (laughs) We seem to have a whole other knowledge base. I've seen a PSA from the 80s or two. I know what's going on here. I mean, I was in the dare classes in elementary school. There we go. This is my brain on drugs. (laughs) This is my brain on TV remotes. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your remote control salesman. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We are so thankful for you spending some time with us. I got a couple of announcements this episode, so I know this is a little bit different than my usual process, but first up, I just want to let you know that there are a few jokes involving some serious topics going on right now in the United States. They're not made in any bad light, and this episode was recorded before the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Brandon and I are both parents, and these situations hit very deeply for both of us. I understand if you're uncomfortable with the subject, and I just wanted to let you know before you heard them in the episode. Secondly, I'm going to be on vacation next week, so I won't be posting a new Goosebumps episode. However, I did get to sit down and interview the Goosebumps prop master, Alan, who worked on every single episode of the show. He has some incredible stories that he shared with me during our interview, and I'll be scheduling that for next week, so I really hope you enjoy it. 
If you're looking to support our show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We make posts every week with early release episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, bloopers, and more. If you want to listen and watch the Zoom call I had with Alan, I got that already posted up on Patreon. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Matt, Gerilyn, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and Lindsay, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Check us out on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We make a lot of content for every episode we cover, so there are years of memes, videos, GIFs, and so much more to laugh at that are up there already. We do live watch parties every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Instagram, so come over and hang out with me. On top of that, I go live pretty regularly on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc. You can hang out with me live as I play some games like Dead by Daylight. Like just about everything in my life right now, it's all Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps themed, including videos when you follow, some sound clips that you can play for me, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Up next, I'd like to play the promo for the World's Dumbest Criminals podcast, hosted by Tara Saravan. If you're looking to listen to outrageous true crime stories, this is the podcast for you. Do you like listening to podcasts about funny and obscure real-life stories? I'm Tara Saravan, host of World's Dumbest Criminals podcast. It's a show all about the most ridiculous and bizarre true crime stories from around the globe. World's Dumbest Criminals is available on iTunes and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe if you don't want to miss any criminally stupid shenanigans. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. Again, thank you so much for listening in, you guys. It seriously means so much to me. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Later, Seth is walking through his school grounds with his friend, holding the TV remote and trying to convince his friend that his controller is just straight up magic. The friend, Kevin, he tells Seth that he can't be seen hanging around with some guy who claims to control the world with a TV remote. So, Seth is out to prove it. He looks and sees a bully messing with some smaller kid. Seth marches up there and starts mouthing off to the guy. The bully is like, man, fuck off. But Seth whips out his TV remote. The bully asks, what are you going to do with that? Seth is like, what am I going to do with this? How about one of these? And he presses a button. A little ass. <laughs> what do you think of me now? One of those. Basically, gives him the razzle dazzle. Yeah. The bully blinks into static and then emerges as a 1970s game show host. Seth presses the button again, and the bully transforms into Sally Jesse Raphael <laughs> for some reason. You didn't recognize her? Uh, no, I don't know who that person is. I know some sort of TV newscaster, I assume. She had like a talk show, right, Brandon? Yeah. Back me up here. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like that you knew her name right off the top of your head the most. It was no. very clearly her. I, I agree. <laughs> the, I'm sure. The red hair, the glasses. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know who she is. He wasn't Donahue. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
All right. The bully speaks into a microphone saying, Mothers who suck their thumbs and the children who love them. That's up next on today's show. He really gives it some pizzazz, too. He does. He does great. His delivery. I feel like we've seen this kid a couple of times already, so. We have. Yeah. Seth presses the button again, and the bully transforms into a giant rabbit for a children's show. And the the footage of Brandon as the as the Easter Bunny has now been leaked to the world. Holy shit. <laughs> I think I took out the, end, the part where you said you were the Easter Bunny last night. You time. didn't. I listened to it yesterday. Because <gasps> he does the Easter Bunny, but he doesn't do Santa Claus. Yeah. You're... I can't remember that now. That's right. Don't tell the kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to this. No, they no, don't. They don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. Seth laughs a lot and then presses the button again. The... <laughs> The bully changes back into normal, but says that he has to lay down on the ground because he doesn't feel too hot. He's got fucking radiation cancer, like, zapped into his brain. Yeah, that cannot be healthy. Once again, he would have to, like, be aware of what's going on. Like, he was like, wait, was I a bunny? Was I Sally Jesse Raphael? What's going on here? Well, this is really the first time that you can tell that it's not just in his head. That he is, you know, pausing time and volume and all of that because his friend yeah, can Kevin's clearly there. see it. That would be funny if this way this episode happened, though, where he's like, look, I got you from morning and do stuff. And the guys are just like, okay. <laughs> and he's that. just laughing to himself and he's like, hey, you're a little Easter bunny. I love it. That would be a way better episode. <laughs> that would be pretty silly. I'd be here for it. I don't think Goosebumps could do that, though. You know, it's mental health and all that. I don't think they care. Arl Stein don't care about mental health. It's true. He did say that famously once. <laughs> Later, at fake nighttime, Seth <laughs> is awoken from his sleep by a little musical jingle. It's his alarm clock, and from the clock's speaker comes the sound of Tony Baldwin's voice saying, There are a few do's and don'ts when using the universal remote. Seth smashes the alarm clock and tries to go back to sleep. Weird. I wouldn't, but okay. Yeah, he's not concerned about any of this stuff. Yeah, this dude's just hijacking all his shit. Like, his his alarm clock couldn't make that noise. No. He's hacking into his life. Yeah, it's not fair. Get out of here. Then, the jingle plays again, but this time, it's coming from his computer. We see his monitor, and it says, Email waiting. On a green... MS-DOS Fallout Terminal looking <laughs> screen. Yeah. <laughs> like the one we've seen in Calling All Creeps. Like, I don't know, the Goosebumps Technology special effects people then. have never seen a computer before. Mm-mm. But they heard about them. <laughs> we know there's keys and it puts things <laughs> on the screen. Yeah, there's words, whatever. <laughs> Seth gets out of bed and he types retrieve oh email on the keyboard <laughs> that's how computers work <laughs> it sucks so when i'm at work i get like i don't know 50 emails minimum a day and it's just it's really hard when i have to type retrieve email every single fucking time yeah. i know so you'd think they'd fix that at some point but it's just like no nope. it works and every every single incoming. email sometimes i get multiple at the same time so it's like it's really annoying this computer's designed like, you know, the old text-based adventure games where yeah. you have to be like, walk yeah. into room, retrieve, email. I can never play those. Command not found. On the screen, the words, 
do use the universal remote to its full potential, do use it for good. Don't misuse its power. Don't let it control you. Don't tell me what to do. That's what he should say. Yeah. How how would you use delete. this for good? Type delete. Hmm. How could you use it for good, Brandon? Do you have any ideas? Um, let's say uh, a cat is in a tree. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It starts falling. You can pause and like go catch it. So him stopping the bully was him using it for good. He saved that kid from I don't know black eye or from damnation. But then That's him using making it for him... neutral. <laughs> he did accidentally scramble that kid's brain a couple of times, though. <laughs> making him into the the different characters that was crossing the line. Although, yeah, I mean, it's what he deserved. Instead of just like pausing, and then the bullied kid could just walk away. He like had to be a little bit sadistic about it. Yeah, only for one other child's amusement, though, because nobody else seen what was going on. Even though it was fantastical. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's probably going to continue using it for good from now on, though, right? Oh, for sure. He's I'm learned sure his he's lesson. Oh, for, yeah. yeah, definitely. For toads. <laughs> <laughs> the next day at school, Seth is sitting in class as his English teacher walks in and declares it, Pop quiz time, baby. I really like how on the on the board it says drama club canceled. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Not drama club. On this random-ass teacher's board and a random-ass, like, talking, whatever. Next. (laughs) Kevin is like, oh man, I didn't study. And Seth tells him, so what? Neither did I. Which is kind of the point of a pop quiz. Yeah. (laughs) But Seth telling him, like, hey, I didn't study, so it's all good. (laughs) That That doesn't help Kevin. Seth picks up the remote control sitting prominently on his desk and says, Studying is a thing of the past. He points the remote at the teacher and presses a button. Everything in the room pauses except Seth and Kevin. So that breaks the rules of what we have already established, right? Yes, definitely. That's fine. Usually I would just complain about it and stuff, but we're already 45 minutes in, so I got time for that. And I have so many more notes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's slide this time, Click. Not later, though. Seth stands up and confidently walks to the front of the room. Kevin is like, this is bad, Seth. Real bad. But Seth don't care. He's a bad boy now. (gasps) So everybody can see him walking to the front of the room, even though they're paused, right? No, their eyes don't work when they're frozen. Oh. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the rules, and neither does the show. Do you think, like, time would, like, quickly fast forward so that they see the time that happened when they were frozen? Like, it would be just, like, this quick lightning-fast bloop of Seth flubbing his way to the top of the classroom and grabbing the paper? I don't know, because then, like, from their perception, they were just, like, sitting still motionless for however long that they were frozen. Mm. Which you think they would mention. You would think that, but they don't. But you would also <laughs> think it was weird if, like, you were frozen and then unfrozen, and in your mind it was, like, continuous time, but, like, everything was moved around because... That'd be annoying. I'd be so mad. Yeah. That's a word for it. Annoying. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's a good description of this episode, this episode, too, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Seth rifles through the teacher's briefcase while all the actors try their best to be still. Until he pulls out the answer sheet 
for the quiz. Seth sits down and is like, ooh, I feel an A-plus coming on, don't you? While Kevin keeps insisting that this is cheating and it's bad news. Seth then presses play and the class resumes. Which I thought was weird. Like, why would he resume it now instead of, like, doing the test and then unpausing it? Yeah, I get Because right now the teacher could be like, let me just check my answers. Hey, where the fuck are they? Or, you know, you're sitting there, like, copying the answers for the test. Somebody's going to go over and be like, Seth, what the fuck are you doing? Are you cheating? And even then, right now, only he has the answers, not his friend that he left unpaused. Yeah, he does not care about When he went up and stole from the teacher. Later on at fake night, Seth is awoken by the sound of a dog barking. He looks out his window to see what the hubba is when a delivery man is getting into a van. He runs downstairs and finds an envelope inside his house. This part's boring. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Let's just zip right through it. I mean, this episode does. (laughs) I'll talk fast that when Kim listens to it on 1.5 speed, it's like incomprehensible. (laughs) Seth rips that shit open to find a printout that says, Caution. Continual misuse of the universal remote control will void the warranty, and the consequences can be severe. Ain't no kid worries about no warranties. Seriously. Furthest Ain't no kid worries about a universal remote control either. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Seth crumples this warning up and goes back to bed. The next morning, Jamie is practicing her tap dancing in the living room again. Seth is trying to watch that game show, which is the only thing on TV, and then Jamie walks over and grabs the remote so she can watch something else. She's tap she dancing, though. Two things. She's a double threat. I guess. She can do two things. <laughs> Seth tries to snatch the remote back from her, but she's too powerful. <laughs> he can't do it. <laughs> she ends up throwing the remote in the struggle. Seth is like, my precious. Yes. And Jamie yells yeah. out, that's the end of the episode right (laughs) oh man that'd be a great place to end it well i know what i'm using for my stinger at the end of the episode (laughs) both mom and dad swoop in immediately from different rooms to tell seth to hand the remote over to jamie (laughs) you watch enough of that stupid game show she can watch something else that's all he does in this episode Sits on the couch. Yeah. It's just like, I just try to watch TV. They do swoop in from opposite rooms. They do. <laughs> so stupid. Jamie's like, I want to watch TV. And Mom and Dad are like, What? Jamie wants to watch TV. Get her in swarm, there. swarm. <laughs> Seth responds by pointing the remote and pressing pause. Well, let's already established that he hates his mom and dad, so. The family stops moving, and Seth tells them, Look, dudes, I love you guys, but sometimes you drive me nuts. Now, hopefully having your existence frozen for a little bit will chill you guys out. He sits down, and then presses the play button, but the remote just makes a weird sound. Uh Uh-oh. At least these people froze in, like, comfortable positions so they could stand there for a minute or two while they film. As That's opposed important. to the, yes. the one episode where the girl was just like, Ugh, Oh yeah, Shock on Shock Street. Yeah. He keeps trying to press the button, but nothing is happening. 
It just makes some fart noises a little bit. That's how you know it's All broke. the noises that this thing makes are annoying. Fucking stupid. I wouldn't even use it. I wouldn't want those cosmic powers if it came with annoying little boops and beeps. <laughs> so Seth brings Kevin over to be a witness to his crimes. He tells Kevin that the remote must have gotten broken when Jamie launched it across the room. And that they need to fix it. I do appreciate that they have a different angle of the frozen shot of the people here, though. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Well, right now they're definitely just standing still. I don't know. I think you guys are crazy. I don't see it. (laughs) Kevin suggests taking it to a a repair shop, but Seth says that this ain't no normal remote. Oh, I do see it now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see the part when he makes Jamie jiggle because it's somewhere in this scene? Uh, I can see Jamie... I mean, she does a great job. Don't get me wrong. Amazing. Yeah. But she is kind of wobbling just a tiny bit. Yeah. So I feel like... I mean, they tried to get away with this when they could, just having them stand still. But shots like earlier, they had the dog there. And you can't just tell a dog, just don't move. And expect that to work for any length of time. Yeah. I gotta say, though, phenomenal job from these guys. Yeah. Standing still is hard. Especially like a four-year-old girl. I mean, come on now. You can't have a, a four-year-old child sitting there, just, just standing there in place. Like, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> amazing actress. I can't wait to meet her. <laughs> well, we've already met her, but... What? Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> so, Kevin has the idea to call up the people that Seth bought it from. Yeah. And Seth didn't think of that because he's stupid. <laughs> It's giving me Attack of the Mutant vibes. (laughs) The people that have been calling him and badgering him for like days now. Oh, yeah. He didn't think to be like, you know what? I'm going to talk to them. Nope. Fuck that. (sighs) Seth runs up to his room and rings the number that he finds in the back of the magazine. No one answers. He throws the phone down. Hold on. (laughs) Go ahead. He lets it ring once. And he's like, God, fucking damn, nobody's answering me. (laughs) It rings one more time before he gives up completely. Oh, nobody's home. Amazing. Yeah. He's like, do you know who I am? I'm Seth. (laughs) He could like, if he used the remote to fast forward the ringing on the phone, would they answer quicker? Potentially? They would not answer quicker, yes. Hmm. Okay. All right. Never mind. (laughs) He throws the phone down. And then it starts ringing in a weird tone. So Seth picks it up and answers it. Tony Baldron's voice says, If you have any questions regarding the Universal Remote Control, call our answer line. Or, if you'd prefer to visit our showroom, come down to 26040 North Sandberg Place. Hmm. But he doesn't provide the number for the answer line. No. You're on your own. Okay. It's probably in that paperwork that he threw to the side of it. It probably is. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, we're getting definitely to the exciting climax of this episode, so let's see what happens next. Oh, wait. I forgot about a whole fucking scene. Never mind. I just have to mention one thing. Seth has a poster in his room of, like, a, a gray alien wearing a cat in the hat hat. That is, like, the 90s of shit <gasps> oh. I've ever seen. Whoa, that is stupid. I love it. <laughs> and he's got it. What's he got that telescope there for? He's really into space. He's got a little rocket ship too. What? Yeah, but it's uh... that's not TV. He's got he's got the whole like 
thing over here that's spaceship flying through space too. He loves space, you guys. You're oh, right. Okay. He never that's mentions very it. Established. It's established. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why he ordered this remote because it came on that like space oh, asteroid on the meteorite platter. Serving platter. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, Arl Stein always weaving layers oh into my his God. characters. So many layers. Everything. <laughs> I feel like I'm too stupid for this show. Well, that's why we meticulously review every episode. (laughs) So we can get intelligent about it. The screen transitions to a very old and dirty sign with the address that Tony gave. And the two boys walk up to an abandoned looking warehouse. Seth is like, this can't be right. This can't possibly be a rundown area. He just told me to go here. (laughs) This creepy man who's been stalking me wouldn't lie to me. (sighs) Seth tries the door, but it's locked. He notices a sign next to the door that says, "Mm, Chair Electronics, but it's broken. What could it mean? Then then he notices a piece of the broken sign on the ground and puts it back in place. So (laughs) So it now says, Armchair Electronics. Oh my god. And Seth is like, oh... And that's what's going to unlock the door, right? When he fixes the sign, something's going to happen. This was so. I mean, if this useless. was a Resident Evil game, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something this is, is so gonna useless. Happen. This is so useless. It's so fucking boring. Why is this even in here? Just pandering time. Quit. I want to see it's more so of Frozen dumb. Family. <laughs> okay. The screen cuts suddenly back to Frozen Mom, Frozen Dad, and Frozen Jamie. Seth is sitting on the couch with Kevin just staring at them with his mouth open, I'm sure. Then says, I've got to do something. He gets up and goes to the garage. He heads to the tool bench and grabs a screwdriver. Kevin tells him, you're terrible at fixing things. What if you make it worse? Good point. (laughs) Seth responds, how can I make it worse? Which is just lack of imagination so many things he could do he could eject to them oh god he could tent them and everything worms pushing all his family up to the ceiling <laughs> through the ceiling you yeah. know what that you know what though? worms worms would be on brand for goosebumps though that's why oh, oh my i god. said yes. it well i just thought you said it because they were in the ground underneath no! the paper rl stein loves oh worms that's why <laughs> there's I so said many it. layers to that joke <laughs> I feel like Kim is smart enough for this show. She's smarter than us. <sighs> anyway, she's going to replace me. Okay. <laughs> You're out. I'm in. Fine. What, Becca and yes. Kim can just start a podcast together. <laughs> what do you think they talk about? They probably talk about Twilight. Yeah. Or what about maybe yes. Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, Sabrina? Yeah. Yeah? That could be... That'd be great. Oh, that's years of content. Seth opens up the remote, and as soon as he does, the phone starts ringing that weird tone. Seth picks it up and says, Tony? Tony's voice says sternly, Never attempt to service the remote control. Opening the device is dangerous. Please contact an authorized dealer. Seth yells, We tried an authorized dealer, but- But Tony's already on. Well, if he does one more fuck up, he'll just call back, so- Yeah, that's all he's gotta do. Seth ignores the warnings and goes right back to messing with the remote. He picks up a loose microchip and operations it back into place. (laughs) I love operation. (laughs) 
There's a quick zap of electricity, and Seth is like, I guess that means we fixed it. Fair enough. The boys go back upstairs to the living room, and Seth presses play on the remote. Nothing happens, except the remote now makes a sound like an explosion from Missile Command. (laughs) Kevin suggests shaking it, saying that that always works with his remote. So Seth gives it a quick shake, and then very nervously points the remote at his family, pressing the play button slowly. Suddenly, the family is moving again. Dad says, Well, I'm waiting for an apology. Can someone explain that line to me? Uh, No, but also... (laughs) The part where they're not like, whoa, where the fuck did you kid come from? <laughs> yeah. Why is it nighttime? Why is it fake nighttime? Why is where this did you game show still on? Where did this child... <laughs> not Like, no time has passed for them while they were frozen. Like, that kid would have literally just appeared in front of them out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they're not like, where the fuck? Huh? What in the do? <laughs> you know, nothing. No. What was the last thing that Dad said to Seth? Because I don't remember him asking for an apology or... I don't either. ...anything that he would have to apologize for. I mean, other than freezing them for hours. Give Jamie the remote. Let her watch TV. That doesn't require an apology. No. The last thing he says is, Seth, you heard your mother. Give your sister the remote. And then the first thing he says is coming out. And then he wants an apology for some reason. Which would have literally been like maybe five seconds... His time when he said, you know, give your sister the remote. Yeah. So to him, he was like, give her the remote. Well, I'm waiting for an apology. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. not waiting very long. Yeah. That's why Seth hates him, because they're just so impatient. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. All right. I'm glad we solved that mystery. Usually we don't solve anything. <laughs> no. Usually we understand less after talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Seth runs up and hugs mom. Then tries to hug Jamie, but she's like, don't even think about it. Dad looks at his watch and says, my gosh, look at the time. I'm starving. Have we had dinner yet? No. I'm (laughs) glad that they're cool with being like, you know, moments of their life are just gone forever now. I like that they're cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they took a nap but got none of the fun benefits out of it. Seth and Kevin go off to another room. Seth is just like, dope, that worked. And Kev says, yeah, that's cool and all, but can we get rid of this thing now? Seth responds, huh? But I fixed it. After Kevin says, Seth, Seth agrees to get rid of the remote. The boys go outside and dump the remote in the trash. But this is the point where we're like, oh, so the remote control is like a drug. Well, I can't live without it. His stash. I, 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 He just needs to hit a button one more time. I, I remember thinking <laughs> when I watched the episode the first time that this was kind of like a Star Wars, you know, Anakin Skywalker turning to the dark side kind of moment. That's giving this episode way too much credit for sure. But yeah. uh, it wasn't until like the next scene when I was like, oh, it's drugs. Because I turned to Kim and I was like, this is just about drugs, isn't it? <laughs> Goosebumps handles some heavy themes, man. Yep. Killing younglings drugs, etc. So once the remote is in the bin, Kevin starts heading home and Seth starts to walk towards his house. And I I have to mention it, like Kevin is whistling and it is beautiful. He is a great whistler. Oh wow, it's like stock whistling. 
It's like Andy Griffith show style. Yes, it is amazing. Just so casually, like, and that's done, and nothing else bad is ever going to happen in my life. Problem solved. <laughs> Fucking jam into his own whistling tunes. Love it. But before Kevin even has time to cross the street, Seth is already like, I'm getting my remote. <laughs> he digs in the trash bin and says, come to Papa. Oh my god. I hate this kid. <laughs> Back at school the next morning, Seth is putting some things in his locker, including the remote, which falls out into his hands. And yeah. as it happens, Kevin uh-huh. is standing there with his arms crossed. <laughs> just staring. <laughs> oh my god. I love this. I just love all of this. What you got there? I love it. Is that a it. remote control at school for no reason at all? I fucking love all of this. <laughs> Tell me more, Brandon. What happens next? Kevin confronts Seth about the remote, but Seth lies that he just kept trying to get rid of the remote, but it magically kept appearing in his room. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, this isn't my remote. This is my other friend's remote, uh, Bevan's. You wouldn't know him. (laughs) I was just holding it for him. (laughs) (laughs) It's not magical in any way. It's just just a remote This one's just a regular remote, Kevin, I promise. It's not magical. Um... I got rid of that one. You know that. You were there. Duh. We tucked it all the way to the bottom of the nasty trash can. Which had a <laughs> cylinder of hole just for my arm. Remember? I buy it. <laughs> but if, I mean, if someone told me, like, this magical remote kept magically appearing in my room, I'd be like, maybe. Yeah, that sounds legit. Yeah, I don't know the I mean, rules. It does, yeah, it does other things. It makes up its own rules. I'd really. have been like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> yes. horrifying. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to destroy it. You know? Yeah, that would be fun. I would take it from him, I would throw it on the ground when he least expected it. Kevin ain't buying that shit, though. And Seth is like, who cares if I'm lying? (laughs) Kevin tells Seth that the remote has changed him. And Seth responds, you're right, it's changed me. I'm not a wimp anymore. Uh, I mean, he hasn't actually done anything with it. He's done, he's done no lasting impaction of anything on that. I mean, he scrambled that one kid's brain, but, like, besides that. Uh, he may have gotten an A on his test. We don't know. Oh, right. We never find out. Seth tells him, I know why you're mad. Because you didn't get to it first. Maybe you tried, but you weren't quick enough. Which, how could he be? Because Seth was all up in that garbage right away. Yeah, and also, Kevin was, like, down the road whistling to himself, like, knowing nothing else was going to happen. Yeah. Clearly he wanted that remote. He kicked it for good this time. (laughs) He tried it once. It really wasn't for him, so. (laughs) It just made him sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin tries to take the remote by force, and the two boys fight. But Seth couldn't even win against Jamie, so he has no chance here. (laughs) He has to resort to the power of the remote. And he presses a button, which throws Kevin hard against the lockers. I do like the part where there's a fight in school and nobody cares. Because that's <laughs> not real at all. Everybody would swarm them. Yeah, you're right. But also there's not many kids in the hall right now. Oh, what the fuck is that? Seth tells him, try that again and you'll be really sorry. Forever. Oh. A western movie musical flourish plays as he spins the remote like a gun and puts it in his pocket and walks away. After he, like, blows off the top of it, he's like, 
yeah. and respins it. It's so stupid. I hate it. It uh, It's the worst part of this episode, for sure. Oh, man, it was totally my favorite part. <laughs> what would be your favorite part? <laughs> it's the only part that made me laugh. Damn. Well, maybe you not didn't the only laugh part. when the bully <laughs> maybe not turned the only into part. okay. <laughs> One of them. In another part of the hallway, he hears the weird phone ringtone again. There's a payphone on the wall, and he picks it up. Tony's voice says, "You've misused your gift, even after repeated warnings. Remember, the consequences will never be the same." He never got any warnings. He was just uh, like, please don't. And he didn't give any specifications on anything. I don't even understand what he, like, what was he meant to do with the remote then? Give him, like, some guidelines on what he should be doing with it. Cortland. Yes, Brandon? When you get a universal remote control, you're supposed to not use it. That's the test. <laughs> the only stupid. way to win is not to play. Whatever. I would play, and I'd be a good boy. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Seth yells, quit bugging me, and hangs up. (laughs) Then, like a fucking ninja, Kevin jumps on (laughs) Seth's back and demands the remote. How'd he get unpaused? He wasn't paused. He was ejected. Oh. Yeah. The worm slammed him into the locker. (laughs) Seth shakes Kevin off and points the remote at him, pressing all the buttons he can, but nothing is working now. No, it's just farting at him. Yeah, just missile command. Kevin is slowly walking towards Seth like a Terminator, saying, Give it to me. Seth shakes the remote like before and places his finger on the power button, then presses it. So it essentially turns that into a gun, right? Because, like, power button is going to fucking kill him, right? Yeah, it's going to turn him off. I think that was his expectation, which makes him a monster. I... Okay, in Seth's defense, he tried to warn Kevin that if he kept it up, he was really mean in business. It's true. <laughs> That's true. He did blow on the remote like a gun, so <laughs> this is also... Wow. It's yeah. come full circle in five seconds. It was foreshadowing the whole time. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. And the western music that's playing in the background. In the school setting. Wow. Oh, jeez. Come oh, on, all now I'm depressed. <laughs> oh, this man. Is like... <sighs> Suddenly, the school disappears, and Seth is standing in the middle of a black void. Well, mostly black. There's a spotlight. Mm, yeah, classic. He calls out for anyone and points the remote in all directions, pressing buttons, but just the sound that <laughs> just keeps playing. This is the part where Bobcat comes out, right? I wish. Oh, Holy shit. <laughs> the pizza paddle? Oh, my God. He turns the remote over, and a large LCD that wasn't there before shows that the battery is low. From the darkness, Tony Baldwin walks forward and tells Seth, We hope you enjoy your new remote control. If treated with proper care, it will bring you a lifetime of enjoyment. Then he takes a step back and dissolves into a cloud of pixels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a cloud of cubes. (laughs) Seth yells Tony wait all I need is some batteries the end yay (laughs) I mean 
You know, here's what I did, Brandon. If I was ever in this situation where I needed batteries, but I was too lazy to get some, what I would do is I would take them out, I would spin them around, and then I would put them back in on the opposite sides. And then usually yep. I could get a couple more minutes out of battery time for that. So I feel like that's probably what he did. And he was like, oh, pff, never mind. Let me just fix this situation. Boom, done. I'm out. And yeah. he went on to terrorize everybody. He gets out of there and he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna change my life. And then he immediately kills Kevin. And yeah. then you have to kill Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin can't get away with this. He knows too much. So what do you think, okay, like, on this off chance that he isn't able to get out of, like, you know, nothingness, what ha- what what is Kevin seeing right now? Uh, nothing? Kevin, <laughs> to Kevin's eyes, Seth just disappeared, and he'll never know what happened to his friend for the rest of his life. Okay, fair enough. I think it was, like, Jumanji, where he just gets sucked into the remote. That like, could be it. Yeah, it's like... So, so we get some traumatization for Kevin and his character. Yeah beautiful love trauma yeah that's uh i mean it's to be a dark ending yeah but i don't feel bad no i don't no Uh, i don't either the villain of the story got what was coming to him and he literally was gonna kill that kid he was trying yeah that's attempted murder just because you're bad at it doesn't mean uh you get away with it okay well that's click all right done uh, it, it's okay. Yeah, it's I didn't mind okay it. it. was it was fine. Uh, I don't think it's the worst, and I don't think it was the best, but uh, it was fun. No, we could we could have used some more scenes of him just going around yeah. messing with things and saying cool. It, I'd be <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, now that we're at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. we can talk about the actors in it. But okay. Cortland, yes. There's like five characters in this episode, and we've met most of them before. So, okay, I'm not going to talk about them again. Well, uh, Seth was played by Dan Wari Smith, who we've already seen as fucking Skipper in Attack of the Mutant. Ugh. His little sister Jamie's played by Tabitha Lupien, who yep. we saw as Ginny in the episode Bad Hair Day. That's what I thought. Okay, the bully. Was Matthew Lemchi, who we saw in Calling All Creeps. Yeah. So, the like, the only new people we have are yes. Kevin. Oh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, who's played by Trevor Ralph. And this is his only acting credit. What else is... I, oh, he's got... Uh, he's got some other directing. credits. Okay. He was the third assistant director on a TV movie called Deck the Halls. That's like being a second cousin twice removed. <laughs> yeah, I think third assistant director like brings coffee to the director. Okay. <laughs> if you want to put that on your IMDb, Trevor, more power to you. I mean, you were you I were love... in Goosebumps, man. That's all right. I love that. Okay. Uh next we have Dad who's played by Gary Pearson. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an IMDb profile picture. Nah. He's a writer for Corner Gas, though. It's pretty sweet. As an actor, he's got 14 credits. That's uh, a couple things. He was in an episode of Kids in the Hall. Beautiful. That's Canadian. Mom is played by Catherine Bruce, and she has 10 credits. Okay. She was in Street Legal. I've never heard of that. 
Man versus Minivan. I think Minivan's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on what the contest is. Chess? Probably oh, not. Oh, true. Uh, Murdoch Mysteries. And her most recent credit was in 2015, something called Biba Boys. Biba Boys. <laughs> I have to look at Which... it. She was Judge. Okay, that's not as funny of a description as I was hoping. With the help of his recent recruit, a gang leader takes on an established crime lord in a battle for control over Vancouver's arms and drug trade. Vancouver doesn't have anything bad about it. Not anymore, thanks to her. Thanks to the Biba boys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the last credit is Tony, who's played by David Hubbend. Uh-huh. Now, I recognized him. Yes. Like I recognized most actors... From the movie Tommy Boy. Yeah. yeah he plays do. the gas attendant who's like, you need a new map. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm just convinced that you've seen Tommy Boy more than anybody ever. And you just know everything I've seen about it a movie. lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got 144 other credits. Good lord. Save some acting for the rest of us. <laughs> His first movie role was in 1986. He played Cadet Hedges in Police Academy 3. Nice. I don't know if that one had Bobcat in it. I can't remember. Well, I'll click, let me click on it. You continue. I'll look. Sure. He was also in nine episodes of The Red Green Show, The Adventures of Tintin. He was in the RoboCop cartoon. It does have Bobcat. Sick. And an episode of the famous Jet Jackson. He also played Serena's dad in Sailor Moon. Wow. I didn't know how Canadian Sailor Moon was until we started covering Canadian television shows. <laughs> yeah. Who knew, eh? <laughs> and Chicken that's bitch. everybody. That's that's the uh, the cast of Click. Nice. All now, right. does anybody think that this episode has any kind of moral? <laughs> hmm. Let me think here. Nope. Nothing I got out of it. How about you, honey? Yeah, this All is right. just one of them goofy episodes. Just always make sure to carry that universal remote that is automatically programmed to everything in your house, just in your pocket, I think when it's convenient for you. Yeah, I think the real moral of the story is always carry, carry spare batteries. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. in the 90s. Where everything ran on batteries and sucked the power right out of them yeah, before you even had a chance to use them. Like, the normal brick Game Boy took, like, at least four batteries, if not more. Yeah, don't even get me started on the Sega Game Gear. Oh, that one's like 18 batteries. <laughs> <laughs> you get five minutes. <laughs> then you gotta rotate them. Oh, man. Uh, more of the story, I don't know. I really didn't get much out of this one, truly. No. This one's just kind of like... If you have the opportunity to scramble somebody's brain, do it. Yeah, just make it funny. Yeah, have a good time. Laugh at others' expenses. Let your sister watch TV. Join the tap dancing. Otherwise, your parents will attack you. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll throw your possessions into a corner. Oh, you know a lot about that, don't you, honey? Uh, don't talk to my brother. He thinks I know about that. <laughs> See, what happened was is that Kim was what? about to be tap dancing in the middle of the room, but Kim's brother wanted to play PlayStation 2. So Kim said, nope, fuck that. And she took the PlayStation, she threw it in the corner, and uh, all of his cosmic powers were gone, as far as I know. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember it happening like that, but... You were in the get-up and everything. You were tap dancing. Uh, moral of the story, get your kids in tap dancing. Whether they want to be or not. Yep. So they can practice and ruin everybody's day. All right. Well, 
next. I think uh, maybe we can come up with a different title for this one because Adam Sandler already claimed click. Shit. You know, years We're later. actually probably going to get sued by him. He's going to be like, that's mine. <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> Sue these boys. <laughs> I don't have enough money as it is. Well, um, click. Uh, that's such a great name. Uh, you know what? Boop. Boop? Doesn't really click. It boops. Bleep. Bloops. Yeah. Tap dance. <laughs> Tap dance noises. <laughs> How about don't do drugs? Mm, that's a little on the nose, but yeah, sure. And then it's just an episode about a kid getting a remote control. <laughs> <laughs> but he needs it. He he. It's addiction. <laughs> Juiced the episode. The tale of the time machine. It pauses time. Well, I mean, Honey, yeah, te- technically, it's a time machine. Yes, it pauses time. What I if he just so. pointed it at his, uh, pointed it at his sister, and hit rewind, and you just see her like de aging uh-huh. until oh she's just poofed out of existence. The they made a movie. Aw, yeah. oh, damn it, Brandon! <laughs> Snatched it from me. <laughs> I know you couldn't resist talking about Taj Mahri. <laughs> Any chance I can get. Your brother is smart. Okay. Um, Cortland. Right. Do you want to hear what the next episode of Goosebumps is? Yeah, but I'm more excited for your reaction when you tell me it. Well, sorry. It's going uh, good so far. <laughs> the next episode is called An Old Story. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you right now. It's another short story. Of course it is. Arlstein wouldn't write something called an old story. Yeah, could you imagine the cover to an old story? It's no. so boring. Uh, okay. So, obviously there's no cover, so I'm just, whatever. Yeah, I hate these episodes, and there's more and more of them now. That's fine. Um, so an old story. I assume that this one's going to be about a kid who ages rapidly, and, um, that's it. <laughs> he's got he gets some hijinks maybe some old ladies are like looking at him and wanting to you know have their way with him because he's an old what that's gross okay old women's got they needs <laughs> <laughs> and uh the cure for everything is gonna be baby food he's gonna eat baby food and it's gonna de-age him <laughs> or kick the can but probably not that one because twilight zone did that Okay, uh, we will remember that you said that as well, we that's watch. because I'm right. I know I'm an right. An old story. Of course I'm right. It's stupid wow. enough to be the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you've seen enough goosebumps now, hey? Old lady's gonna be like, hurry, children, eat your baby food. And then they're gonna be like, meh, I went back too far. <laughs> so Alright, we have to end this now. <laughs> that's next week, an old story. Kim, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. For the first yeah, time. It really was. Sorry, it took what me a, 177 what an episode to episodes on. to, you know, get with the program here. <laughs> you were in there. Well, I'm glad there. you chose Click to, to be <laughs> the episode. Right? Oh, man. It was a doozy. This is like that one time we had uh, Toby, and, um, Toby and Brooke on for Room for the Run. Worst. Like, oh. <laughs> the worst. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe well, next time, honey. It'll be a little better. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we'll be back next week with what did I say it was? An old story. Old story. <laughs> Such yeah. a bad name. I know. Forgettable. 
I have been up all night. I will talk to you next week, Cortland. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.